When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. back with another lakers fast break podcast it's lakers weekend and of course lakerholic spotlight a great part of lakers weekend it's gerald glassford coming right back at you i am jamie sweet for this episode he is out <laughs> camping hopefully he doesn't get eaten up by cocaine bear somewhere him and his family are having fun roasting hot dogs maybe you know cooking some s'mores so hopefully everything is going well with jamie sweet but go ahead and always First and foremost, check out what they're doing today at Lakerholics.com. Also as well, of course, I do a few shows according to the Lakers Fast Break. Please subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air, including Sean Grice, the Magic Man, post game for Team USA versus Slovenia. So go ahead and check that out. There's going to be no Luka Doncic, so the, the Team USA should have a better time of it. So Go ahead and hear what he has to say later on today. Plus, also, if you subscribe, you get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break. I also host the Pop Culture Cosmos, two great shows each and every week. We just dropped one yesterday, so go ahead and check it out today wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sports Fantasy Football is around the corner. That's coming up as well And Game Source. I hope you go ahead and get a chance to check out all of our stuff, but please go ahead and check out Lakerholics.com. The latest article by Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's up there, and the five things articles that Jamie Sweet will have back up and running when he gets done camping right there for you at Lakerholics.com. I'll tell you what, looking forward to a great weekend, looking forward to a great conversation, but here today to talk about Anthony Davis, because since he signed the largest ever NBA extension, Everybody's been talking about what he's going to be doing going forward. And here today to talk about that is the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. Great to have you here. I uh, wanted to go ahead and make sure you have a Jamie Sweet to your Laker Tom <laughs> this weekend. So didn't want you to feel left out or deprived of a good conversation. So I thought I'd go ahead and check in with you today on Lakerholic Spotlight. Always appreciate it, Gerald. Uh, we go back a long ways. Uh, and uh, it's 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 always it's always satisfying for me to see how far Lakers fast break has come from those first few episodes that you did, what three years ago or four years ago? Uh, we started in 2019, so we actually got on we got on the train in the summer of 2019 is when I first started it. So I caught on in the right at the right time, so to speak. So that was. Uh, like lightning in the bottle in that first year. I know it went by so quickly, even though we did have the unfortunate. Uh, you know, I remember your, I remember the first email I got from you. And I said, you know what? 
that is a great name that this guy's come up with. And uh, to me, that immediately piqued my interest because I said, Gerald must understand something about what's going on because when you go out and look for a name for a Lakers-based product that you're trying to promote, whether Lakerholics or Lakers Fast Break or whatever, there are so many names that have been taken that it's just almost impossible to come up with to find one that is it's a niche that's just perfect for the for the game for the way that you're uh, the way that you have I think have exploited that you've turned a uh, you've turned Lakers fast break into a fast break with uh, so many episodes with so many great people so uh, congratulations Gerald and let's just keep it rolling man well eight oh five I'm just happy to still be a small part of it. Uh, you're a great part of it, Tom. Uh, thank you. Big shout out to 805 Hiking, who is one of our first subscribers, still checking in, still watching us, and is truly appreciated. Uh, it is something that we're trying to build and trying to get into the the upper echelon of those Lakers uh, shows. I know that I've seen our, our show mentioned a couple times now on some message boards, so it is getting out there to people that uh, we don't have just that local base. We're we're so happy that we're known ar around the world in the Philippines, South America, UK, Australia. Just so great to have so many people. Canada, of course. So it's so great to have so many people around the world liking us here at the Lakers Fast Break. I'm truly humbled by it, but uh, definitely growing. Getting closer to that magical 1,000 mark and subscribers on YouTube. And uh, we're just grateful to the entire community here at the Lakers Fast Break. But For sure, for sure. Uh, I will tell you, though, it is something that you know lakerholics have been talking about the conversation between you and jamie and the rest of the community at lakerholics i've got the chance to check it out in the past few days uh, again your latest article please go ahead and check it out in more detail because i can't do it entirely justice uh, that's anthony davis needs to play power forward to unleash his full potential uh darren <laughs> to clarify now that i'm not dozing off just because you're a fan that does not make you an expert at basketball i believe that is the proper way to express my point okay well there you go well there's your opinion you're entitled to it i don't not an expert at basketball i just follow it closely and i think i can give people out there a great opinion on it but that's your thoughts darren this is ours so you know you're always welcome to go ahead and watch anytime you want and when you do it's greatly appreciated and also express your opinion right there in the best Lakers chat room that's out there at the Lakers Fast Break. But I feel that we give better personalities and better opinions than virtually any of those shows out there that call themselves experts, that call themselves in the know, because they're not willing to call mm -hmm. it like they see it, like here at the Lakers Fast Break. Sean says, great personalities on this show. Just wish that I had found out about it before 2023. Well, we're glad that you found <laughs> out about it now. We're just truly humbled by your response there, and thank you so much for doing so. 805 Hiking, getting to 1K is the hardest, then it grows a lot faster. You'll grow to 10K as fast as you did from 0 to 1K. That's what happened to my Instagram page. Yeah, 805, I did a lot of research uh, in the past couple months in regards to that. Uh, virtually every single YouTube channel that has one of those instructional videos about this was my first check or this is my first uh, you know, feedback from my YouTube page. You know, they always give you that, those type of videos now. And the first thing they always say is it is so difficult for, to get the first thousand subscribers on YouTube. But again, each and every one of you that has subscribed, we are truly humbled to go ahead and have you here. 
Darren says, I did not mean you. It was actually the way the conversation was. <laughs> uh, no worries. No worries, Darren. Believe me, it just rolls off the back as far as what anybody says. We're just glad to have you here, Darren. Uh, you know, Joe's very opinionated. Sean is very opinionated. Laker Tom, Jamie Sweet. Uh, L. Rob, uh, he's been off, off doing some things this summer. He said he's going to get back in the mix. So I'm glad to hear that. You know, just just everybody here, John, when he stops by. So, again, I even if everybody out there, if you think you can uh, go ahead and come on and be part of the crew as far as somebody that wants to go ahead and share their thoughts, we're always welcome to invite more people. We want to bring in as many voices to our community as possible. So I really, truly appreciate anyone who goes ahead and watches or participates here at the Lakers Fast Break. But it is Anthony Davis, Laker Tom. You had an article. It's out there in detail at Lakerholics.com. He about him needing to play power forward to unleash his full potential. Before I go in, as far as my Jamie Sweet, uh, other side of the coin, half half empty glass, you know, half full glass, as we've always said on the show for years. At PMC, big shout out to you, my friend. Welcome back. I haven't seen you in a while. Good, good to have you here, my friend. Laker Tom, tell me your thoughts in creating that article and why you think again the key for power forward. I'm not going to say I disagree with you on for to start off by that sense, because again, this is something that makes him happier. He has said that repeatedly, but tell us why that you think that be, playing power forward will release his ultimately his full potential. Well, I think it, I think you have to start with looking at everything that's going on with the Lakers. We have a 38 year old superstar who is committed only for one more year with the team. This could be LeBron's last year. Or he could now be waiting for Bryce. Or he could be waiting for Bryce, which puts him really down the line. But here, here's the thing that's going on with the Lakers, which is really fascinating. They're putting out pretty straightforwardly that they want to play two bigs, which means Anthony Davis moves to power forward and probably, you know, Jackson Hayes starts at center. Now, it's not going to be like a regular starter. It's going to be like JaVale McGee was and Dwight Howard was, you know. He'll start the first half, and now and when they take him out, you know, after seven or eight minutes, he won't come back in until it starts the second half. But it's a way of, it's a way of getting more size, of creating positional size on the team, um, and it's a way of reducing some of the banging that Anthony Davis has. And, and as you even said in your introduction, Anthony wants to play power forward. Um, the article before the PC. article before this article is actually even yeah. more. Obviously, I like I love nothing more better than an out of the box response to something going on. Mm -hmm. So I, the article before this, I basically came out and said. From everything it looks like, it, it's almost as if they've promised Anthony Davis that you're going to play power forward going forward with this team because that's what you want to play and because we want you to sign that extension. And we, we want to go forward with you as the face of the franchise. You're the guy who now who's going to be here when LeBron's gone. LeBron now needs to catch up with your contract instead of the other way around. But what it comes down to, I think, is also an understanding of where the game is today. The Lakers' biggest problem is that they do not have a superstar, small forward, point guard, or shooting guard. 
And that's where the league is gone. It's not a power forward and center league anymore. It's, a, it's, it's the guys. How, why does Joel Embiid have a hard time? Because he has to, somebody's got to get him the ball. And it's pretty easy to double team a guy and, or we can go out and shoot from three. So the Lakers basically want, if you look at the size of the players and the skill sets, what they want Anthony Davis to do is to be Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant. They don't want him to be Joel Embiid. They want him to be Kevin Durant. They want him to be the guy who has the ball in his hands. I think you'll see him bring the ball down a lot more this year. I think they want him in a position so he can get more shots, more touches, have more freedom, have more space. Um, you cannot go forward, for example. You can't have LeBron and AD sh shooting so terribly from three-point shot with AD not taking any and LeBron taking way too many. They got to find some balance there. Um, and so I think that there really is a commitment from the Lakers that they want Anthony Davis to be a power forward going forward, partly because that's what he wants to do and partly because they feel that that will unleash his game. Playing center the last two years, and last year he played almost 100% center, has really hurt his game. He's lost his jump shot, and he's lost his three-point shot because he doesn't take him anymore because he's focusing on getting nothing but stuff right into the rim and at the, in the paint. Um, he's become less of a threat as a result of it. Now guys don't guard him when he goes outside, and they just even crowd for LeBron even more. Um, so he's going to, you know, I, I think he's got to go back. I think they got to tell him, you know, like Frank Vogel did, take five shots, take five threes a game. Get it out there on the space. Show that you're the three-level scorer that you were. Be the great player you can. We can find other guys who can rebound and so forth and compliment you. And we saw, you, you saw him play, you saw him play power forward in the finals against Jokic simply because that's a better way for him to use him on defense. And offensively, he needs the freedom to be able to move around and he needs to get back the confidence to be the player. We take the roughest shooters who are big men coming into the league today and we try to, to try to get these guys to learn to be stretch fives. You see Rudy Gobert out there firing away from three. You got a guy who had, in the playoffs, shot 38% in 2020 to win the championship. And the last thing you want to do is to take that shot away from him. Take that versatility. Take that three-level ability to score. Take that ability to separate himself from everybody else in the league. And you want to take that away from him and park him down underneath the key? That's old school basketball. It doesn't work in the NBA. The three ball has to be coming from LeBron and AD. They have to have three other shooters on the floor with them. But you cannot play Anthony Davis at center and limit what he's going to do. Even if you play him at center, you still have to have him shoot threes. And this whole thing about just trying to pull back or that he can never shoot threes again, when you got all of these guys like, it's such a silly argument. You can argue very much whether Anthony Davis should play the five or the four. That's an argument that I could, I, I can see the points on both sides. What you can't argue is that Anthony Davis needs to get back to having a full court game again. He needs to be able to shoot threes. He needs to take long twos. He needs to be able to have that flexibility and versatility that made him such a lethal player before. The Lakers need a top five version of Anthony Davis, and he can't do that playing center.
This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Give me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible, it's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Lakers Weekend and Lakerholics Spotlight. Truly appreciate you joining us. Go ahead and make sure you stop by Lakerholics.com for the latest articles from Jamie Sweet and, of course, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom. So, Laker Tom, you you stated a good point, um, and I know it is his desire to still play the power forward. He has stated that over and over. But before I go into the shooting, before I go into well, – Let me ask you one quick question first. Okay. How many superstars in the league are playing a position they don't want to play? Uh, not too many. Or I, let me rephrase that. How many aren't playing the position that they want to play? Well, again, he is probably one of the few at his level that is being forced to play a position. I think he's the only one. Well, let me, let's start with the man in himself. Uh, Anthony Davis, uh, you know, when he came into the league, very slight of build, 6'10", coming in there, needed to play more of a power forward, worked very well with DeMarcus Cousins when DeMarcus Cousins was still healthy in New Orleans. Then, again, he started to age up. He started to grow stronger. He started to get bigger and bulkier. He still was able to go ahead and be very flexible during the Lakers title run. But it is now, what, 10 years plus into his career. Actually, when you take a look at it, I'm looking at here, uh, he has 11 seasons right now in the NBA, he is no longer that slight of build individual that he once was. He is now a firm 6'10", 6'11", 250, 260. You know, that is not something that can go ahead on an 82-game basis normally, unless you're LeBron James at a younger age, and be able to go ahead and play power forward consistently. His body, his physique is now more suited to the center position. That's the first thing. Before we even go into shooting or fit or anything of that nature, the man himself, it is now his. He's now the twenties are in the rearview mirror. He is now on the other side of thirty, and we've already signed him to this contract. I get it. I understand being beaten up by centers is going to be a little bit more taxing, a little bit more physical. But Laker Tom. This is not the individual that is still once the guy that was 6'10", wiry, and able to go ahead all over the floor like he once did. He is now, again, a a modern NBA center at 6'11", 250, 260 that needs to go ahead. And he's still going to play he'll still play center half of the time because he'll be the backup center in that particular situation. And he'll close games. You know, the, the, the prayer here, let's look at the reality of how much he'll really have Anthony Davis played 100% center last year, 100%. In the championship season, he played 60% center and 40% power forward. And that formula came because basically what happened is he became the backup center. So they put, they really flipped it. They took JaVale McGee, who was really the second grade center, and they put him at the start of the first half and the start of the second half. And that's what they're going to, that's what I think they're going to do with Jackson Hayes. 
Or if they're lucky enough to get wood, they'll do that with wood. But when you, I, the one, listen, I can buy the argument and we can have find a lot of things to agree upon with the claims that we don't want LeBron James playing the three. Okay. Although I do think that's overrated because of the number of minutes that he'll have to play the three are only the minutes that potentially that that you're going to have Jackson Hayes pays, which is what, 10, 15 minutes a game. So maybe LeBron ends up playing seven, eight minutes on the three. And, and, and frankly, Anthony Davis can probably cover the same guys that LeBron would cover in that particular situation. It doesn't have to be. And if one of the centers is a non-shooter, then you just put LeBron on it. Um, but at any rate, the, I, the argument about Anthony Davis's body the problem that Anthony Davis has, even at 260 pounds, is he doesn't have a low center of gravity. He's not, you know, he's not, Joker, Joker's just going to let him bounce off of him. He's just going to move him. And you you look at Achimura, for example, can do a better job of keeping Joker out of the paint than AD can. And it's because of the center of gravity and the player's ability to play down low. Um I think the Lakers right now are in excellent position. They'll 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 wait for Wood. Um, if Wood doesn't come, then they'll take Biombo, and that'll be great. Biombo will be perfect. <laughs> Biombo, listen, they have to have somebody. If you don't want to, you don't want to bet on your backup center. See, think about that. If what are the Lakers are going to do is Biombo's never going to play because. The backup center is going to be Anthony Davis. He's not going to play then power. Why give someone right? who's a stiff who only shoots thirty-seven percent from the free throw line? Why? Because he why has why a second. Because he is the second best percentage defensively at the rim of all of the players that are available. He is. He's an excellent defender. He's an excellent defender. If he's, he's so great, if he's rougher. so great, then why did Phoenix keep him when they need someone that has a backup center? Who knows why Phoenix does anything? I don't understand why. He is he is past his prime. He shoots thirty-seven from percent. I don't. I I'm, I I actually don't think that the Lakers. I think that the Lakers basically need to use their fourteenth and fifteenth spots for stretch fours and fives. I don't I'm think they agree with you there, but it, yeah. yeah, it needs to not be beyond. Listen, beyond there's two. No, there's a couple of guys. Beyond, there's a couple beyond, of. No. There's a there's a couple of guys. There's a. I want a guy who can shoot. I want a guy who can stretch the floor because the Lakers that have done, the Lakers have done an excellent job of improving the guard and wing shooting. But what they don't have and what they haven't improved is their four and five shooting, their front court shooters. Their front court shooters are terrible. Three point shooters, primarily because LeBron hoists seven or eight threes a game and shoots 30%. Um, and then AD shoots 25% and hardly shoots it. Um, so we don't have anybody at, in the front court who can, who can really threaten. And that's why we need, that's what we really need from Christian Wood. It would be a lot. It would really help the team, but you know, Anthony Davis, why do you think the team is still talking and still all of the words coming out of the Lakers are that they're going to run two bigs? I mean, that pretty much tells you that. If you, it comes down to what you, you just sign LeBron to, you just sign Anthony Davis to an extension that's going to carry him now five years. He's got, he's committed to the team for four years for sure and has a player option in the fifth year. 
he's going to be 34th at that at the point when he has that last option. So all of a sudden, all of the talk is he's not going to play center anymore, other than as backup center. He's gonna he's gonna have us. We're gonna play two bigs. We're gonna go back to that lineup. That tells you two things, I think. Number one, that they want Anthony Davis to shoot threes again because you're not going to move him to power forward unless you're going to let him fire away. And number two, that he's going to be the backup center because he's going to still close games because there is nobody better to close games than at the five than Anthony Davis, and it doesn't matter who else is playing. Uh, maybe maybe if we play Joker, you, you'll put a big in there just to balance it out. But I think that we're going to, I just don't see us not playing two bigs, and that pretty much says that Anthony Davis plays power forward. So then the big question becomes, and this is where really I think this whole discussion goes, is how do you handle LeBron James having to play three? Or do you actually, and I've seen several lineups show this, that that they 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 show Anthony Davis playing the three on defense and LeBron playing the four on defense. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. The advantage that Davis has is that he does not have to stay as close to guys. For example, he can trail a guy into the key and block his shot. He can he can give a, a, a quicker player on the perimeter room. I mean, I just watched him the other day on a Twitter feed spend about a minute guarding Steph Curry one-on-one. And it was just fabulous. It was impossible for Curry to get off a clean, easy look. So there are always ways that you can do it. But I think that that's where the whole, the only real argument against the Lakers playing two bigs is the shooting argument and the LeBron at the three argument. Once again, it is Lakerholic Spotlight. It is Laker Tom and Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. Sean was asking about trying to go ahead and see if we fill out the roster with Wood and Biombo. They have different skill sets than that would help at the four or five. Biombo is a beyond no for me. Again, I just really think that now he, that he's on the wrong side of 30 himself and the fact that his athleticism has waned a little bit, plus his free throw shooting has gone into the toilet. I just don't see any advantage of it, advantages for it. And again, if Phoenix decided to go ahead and pass up on him, that tells you something right there. I will say, though, that they're probably going to keep the 15th spot open because of salary cap reasons and also for a possible trade or buyout later on in the year. They probably, Most teams are looking forward to doing that just because, again, just trying to save money off the cap. They're looking to go ahead and get a 14th. They could be waiting for training camps to fill out, some people to be waived and maybe look at getting a big guy then that might be on someone's roster right now. So that could be another possibility. Or, again, they still be, could be waiting at for... Christian Wood, we'll see what we're well, going to go changes, ahead. Well, there's changes in the – we're under the new CBA now, so there's mm-hmm. also some changes that – Well, the Lakers are barely under the, the yeah. first apron as right, right but now. The, as but speak. teams that are over the first apron won't be able to sign buyout candidates. Mm-hmm. So that makes a big difference. And then the other thing that makes a big difference is that teams like, like the Oklahoma City Thunder have got like 22 players on their roster and they got several, they got two, they got two stretch five rookies basically that the Lakers could look at it and with some interest guys that have some skills. And then also too, unlike other years, the league requires every team to 
hit that 90% salary cap mode of spend that much money and they have to do it on day one of the year. So there are likely to be a, a lot of cuts right around training camp or right before the start of the season. So you see a lot of teams making changes at the last minute and the Lakers probably are going to hold that 15th spot open. They could even hold the fourth spot realistically on that if Christian Wood doesn't bite. Yeah, I think they can because right now they have a 10 man rotation if if they if they start if they start uh they have a 10 man rotation as it is basically. Whether they start Hachimura or whether they start uh uh Hayes or whether they even started uh, Vanderbilt. Um that's still they have a 10 man rotation then they got three guys on the bench which are the two rookies and Cam Reddish. Um and Reddish, Reddish may be the biggest threat to move into the top 10. Um, I don't know who he'd replace. Maybe we'd just see an 11-man rotation, you know, and fewer minutes for LeBron and AD. Um, that's one thing That's one thing that Reddish could do, which is reduce LeBron's minutes. Um, that would be good to see. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see them. I'd like to see load management, like LeBron and AD, 30 minutes a game, unless it happens to be a nail-biter or something like that, you know. Um, I'd like to keep them down there. John, uh, they'll probably go ahead and fill out the roster with that 14th spot. They'll probably leave one spot open again, yeah. but um, they'll most likely be only be able to sign that individual to the veterans minimum. That would probably be the uh, only way that they're going to go ahead and do that. But I think that's what they're doing. They'll, they'll have a 14th spot. Uh, like you said, a 14th spot has to be filled. So they will may, most may not happen, may not happen until right before the start of the season. Though. Yeah. And, and they'll get somebody, but they they'll have 14 spots, but 15, I think they're going to leave open. Worst comes to worse and they don't like what they see and they don't get Christian Wood. They could just go ahead and bring up one of the two way guys in a pinch and right. put them on a, on a full time. We've always talked about Demoy Hodge since his great showing in summer league Castleton, even though we think he needs some more time and, you know, right now he's a foul waiting to happen. He still has such a great future as far as a distributor and doing other things around the basket. He has some unique skills. He, again, in a pinch that the Lakers don't like what they see, they can go ahead and give them a full year contract at the last minute. So that's something they always have in their back pocket right there. But one thing I do want to ask you, though, is, again, we've talked about his physique and about the way he's set up now as opposed to what he was as a younger player. Anthony Davis, and you know, we talk about the LeBron factor. And before I get back to the shooting, because again, it all comes back to the shooting, I think. LeBron James is also, he is 38 years old. He is not getting any younger. He is something, uh, you know, someone that you know during the season he paces himself. And where he usually paces himself is not running around screens and not running after wings and letting those wings shoot pretty much how and whenever they want. And to have him, you know, being able to, or being forced to play the three and play against wings, uh, I just feel this is such a liability. He just, he needs at this point in time in his career to play the predominant amount of minutes at four. Or do you move him back like old school 2020 and move him back to the one where he stays outside? Although that, that to me is a little bit uh, kind of uh, a step back because you're talking about a 6'9", 250 player that you're having on the outside. I really think it's best for him to play the four, which AD 
I'm not telling you it's not the best position to play for AD for to play at the four. I'm just telling you when you have a LeBron James mm-hmm. playing, you know, playing, mm-hmm. he's got to play at the four. He cannot chase wings 82 games a year for 30 minutes a game. No, I agree with that 100. percent I agree with that 100. percent So you so now you say, have a problem. You have okay, a problem. No, let, let's let's look at how, what you let's look at where the real problem is first, because I don't think it's as bad as you put it. It's not 30 minutes a game, and then secondly, what can you do? So the 30 minutes a game, let's let's say that uh, we're going to start Jackson Hayes and he's going to play eight minutes in the first half and eight minutes in the second half. And let's say that you put LeBron in to start and let's say you pull him out at six minutes. So he's going to have 12 minutes when he's going to be on the court with those with that same guy. OK, so how what do you do to change defensively? One of the things that the Lakers have done, and I think we're going to see a lot more of this this year is I think that they're going to switch everything. Because the problem is, is that when you trail guards in this league into the key and and, and you can't, you, when you get screened, when you get picked and you're aggressively going to stay with that guy, you're going to trail him in there, he's going to get you on his hip. And then we're playing a drop coverage, which means that the, the center is not going to come out. That means that little floater is going to be available and we're getting killed by that. So the best way to defend that is if you have big enough guards, which we will now, we'll be starting 6'5 and 6'5 guards, and you have bigs who can move their feet, okay, and LeBron can move his feet, and these other guys can move their feet to stay in front of guys, then what you want to do is you want to switch everything. Now, eventually, they're going to go what? They're going to try to switch over, and they're going to try to pick on Reeves, they're going to try to pick on LeBron, just depends on the matchup. So that's one half of it that you can adjust. Then the second thing is, I don't care what LeBron does on defense for that 16 minutes because I know he's going to outscore that sucker two to one at the other end of the court unless he's playing against another superstar. So that's, you know, he can go down and abuse somebody at the other end of the court to make up for anything he gives up on the offense, on the defensive end. So you've got to put those things into perspective and, and understand that this is a matchup situation. There's always a matchup situation. And every, how many times do you think the guy that LeBron is guarding is going to outscore him for the game? It's just not going to happen, man. That's why this thing is all just a silly you say exercise. That, but this is LeBron at 38, who should be playing less minutes than he's ever played in his career. So put Anthony Davis on him. 80's a power forward. Let him guard that guy who's going to run around. That's a fine solution. Uh, you know, you're, so you want AD playing wings? Just let him know. He, what is he going to score? How is he going to go? Let him. He's going to run around screening picks and you're going to what? You're going to have a guy who's going to nail that 10 threes. Okay. So if it's Buddy Heald, uh, let's see. What's, what small forward is he going to do? What small forward cannot LeBron guard? Give me the examples that I are going to kill it. Well, I just say he can't guard because, you know, he feels spry like once every game or if somebody mm-hmm. talks smack to him, he'll feel spry. Well, to yeah, he'll do that. I do that yeah, on two or three plays minutes. at the end of the game or the end of a half. He'll do a throwback five minutes where he's true. You know, he's getting into everybody's face. And, you know, but at the same good. time, he's going to say, if I'm playing this guy to 21, yeah, I'll let him score 10 points. He's going to score 10 points on me because I'm not going to try say, on defense. But he's not going to stop me at the other end. I'm going to just take my side. I'm going to take him apart at the other end. 
Well, let's make just take work the, at the other end. Well, let's just take the second game of the year, for example, which is going to be Phoenix Suns coming to LA. Okay. And you have Beal, you have Booker, you have, uh, of course, Durant. The first time that he's matched up. Well, you want LeBron. him to play. Uh, you want LeBron to play power forward and guard KD. Their power forward. Okay, yeah, that's going to be good. Well, KD never uses a screen. Yeah, never uses a screen. Never comes off well, the screen. Okay. Actually, right. you should. Well, that's going to be a problem for the Lakers. And DeAndre Ayton down low playing. Who does De- who does Anthony Davis guard? Anthony Davis guards the power forward, KD. So who guards DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton? DeAndre Ayton, got Jackson Hayes, or well, Jackson that's mis- or that, Wood. That's a mismatch waiting to happen right there. That's, I'm that's not worried a, about DeAndre Ayton. That's going to be Lob City for them. I don't know. I don't think it is going to be Lob City. All right, whatever. Okay. I mean, no, but what I'm saying is when you give me the matchups, you see that those matchups exist in all of the games and and you can always cross defend. It's not, it's our five guys against your five guys. How do we want to match up? And we can also, we, we can always switch everything to make it easier to prevent guys from penetrating and getting to the rim. Um, you know, there, there are adjustments. You can beat him at the other end. You can beat him up on offense and force that guy off of the court because he can't defend you. Um, all of those things are small excuses for what looks to be a major decision by the Lakers that Anthony Davis is going to play the four and we're going to play two bigs. I mean, they thought that last year and said the same thing last summer for the same reasons except for the extension being around. But the two bigs just couldn't cut it. And Bryant and Jones, you know, weren't good enough. So they ended up having to revert back to Anthony Davis at the five. This year, I don't think they're going to have that problem because I think already they feel that Jackson Hayes is good enough that they can do that. And if they can get Wood to be the offensive version of Jackson Hayes, defensive version, then they have a perfect setup, you know, to play two bigs. And I think you'd see a combination of, of depending on the matchup. Maybe if it's a tough defender, they'll, they'll want to put uh, Wood in, in or put uh, Hayes in instead of Wood. I think Hayes is going to be a better defender at this point than Wood is, even though he's got his blemishes at that end of the court too. Uh, mostly which are just attention and, and focus, you know, that type of stuff that young players have a problem with. So I think that the, the Lakers have made a big decision. The whole thing. I mean, I even saw Joe Van Buha come out with a whole article on why the Lakers are wrong to take in your side on why the Lakers are wrong with this. What is this too big crazy thing going on? But what well, is I it? Say it was great. I, AD playing the four is what he wants and which would yeah. be great. But the thing is, when you have a, a team like Phoenix. So why are the like Lakers it? pushing it, though? Because they, they, don't you agree that they appear to be pushing it? I, again, Rui Hashimura at Sean, great point. I mean, I've said before, Rui's best suited to come off the bench. I think if they start messing with that, I think it's a, a so. Then what you think Vandal's going to start? I think Vandal's going to start, which puts LeBron at the four. So mm-hmm. against a team like Phoenix, see, I, mean, I think there's a better chance that Rui starts. See, in a way, when you talk that's, about that's the two big lineup, man. one thing that nobody nobody ever includes is Rui in that two big lineup. What do you think the two Rui? What do you think we played against the Nuggets in the finals? 
I just think he's so much. We better played a two big lineup because Rui can play that second big. So I think I, there's I, a better I, chance of Rui starting than Evando if we don't go well, that's too the big. seventeen million dollars a year talking. I'm not if if Rui starts, well, that's the seventeen million dollars a year. Yeah, talking. that and how about how about hundred and eighty six million dollars talking too? Uh again but as to who as to who as to who gets to play their preferred power forward position? The guy who just signed a $186 million extension is going to be here for five years? Or the 38-year-old guy who's only guaranteed to be here for one more year? Uh, I'm going to say, Darren, uh, when it comes to ho you're hoping Hayes has a breakout year, I think we all are. That changes everything yeah. that if he does. If, if Hayes has a great year... Then they, yeah. If he plays like he did in New Orleans, then he's a backup center. And, but they think they the there's a strong belief. I think that they believe they can they can turn Hayes into what they want. I think they really believe I think that. New Orleans thought that too, but well, yeah, but New Orleans hasn't been able to even keep Zion from getting fat. Man, come on that that organization has shown just terrible management at this point in time. Well, okay, if we use on Zion that I could give you that, but they have some great young talent herbert Jones, they should be a much better uh, team than they're the showing uh, and i agree darren I, again the six man off the bench i think he will thrive Rui will off uh, playing against second teams coming off the bench i think he will absolutely thrive when you start him uh, you're going to get limited results i really think you're going to get limited results if you start Rui vando at you know especially against a fit like the phoenix suns I think you, there's no choice. You have to start. The Vando is the best. They're going to play five on four against us all game long. Every time they have the ball, every time we have the ball, it's going to be five on four. Well, what do you talk about the other? Vando, Vando is Ben Simmons in the key, and he's Dwight Howard from the corner. Okay, well, uh, just like you're you're asking about Jackson Hayes developing, why aren't you saying the same thing about uh, Jared Vanderbilt? Couldn't he have the same chance and opportunity to develop too? Couldn't he be working hard in the gym and hoping that we can get some kind of return this season for him? Well, I see, I, I think the biggest problem with Vanderbilt is not his three-point shot from the corner. I think that that can be fixed, and I, and I hope, I'm hope i hoping that it will be fixed. I mean, he shot 30%. That's not terrible, um, but he's got horrible mechanics, and he shoots it over his left shoulder, and now he's shooting it straight on, so that should help. Um but the biggest problem with Vanderbilt is he can't, unless he's got a clear layup, he cannot score in the paint. He throws the ball out every time. He's like Ben Simmons. He's afraid to go up because he gets a shot blocked. Um, and that's why Handy's working with him now on that and hopefully can solve that. But it's a lack of aggressiveness. If he was as aggressive on offense as he was on defense, that's great. I don't mind that. But, man, I, he's just left so many shots, so many easy layups behind just because of, immediately throwing the ball out because I don't want to have the ball underneath here. Um, and you watch during the season, he, he, you know, he had the second worst plus minus on the team, the second worst plus minus on the team. And that didn't change the, his minutes and, and his minutes reduced as he got into the playoffs. And the problem is, is that how can you play offense four against five? You just can't do that, you know, and that fifth guy just slides off of him and just clogs up the paint, makes it totally impossible. And I don't care how many points in the paint we get and how many made free throws, you know, we have, we're not going to be able to get open shots. You know, it's, it's, we have to find a way to have 
all five players on the court be able to shoot the ball. And, and the Lakers have done a good job in that. I'm in the middle of writing an article about the Lakers three-point shooting and whether they really improved enough. Um, and what's really amazing, and you look at the team now, when you look at the backcourt, we have basically four guys, three guards in Reeves, Russell, and uh, Christie, and one forward in Prince, who are near 40% three-point shooters that you can count on. And we have two guys in Gabe, in Gabe Vincent and, um, and uh, Rui Hachimura, who if they can shoot like they shot in the playoffs, will give us six solid shooters. But none of those guys are in the front court. You know, in the front court, we got a guy who's shooting 25%, Anthony Davis, a guy who's shooting 30%, uh, LeBron James and a guy who's shooting 32%, uh, LeBron's 32%, I think, and a guy who's shooting uh, 10% in uh, in uh, Jackson Hayes. Now, Hayes did shoot 33% on on a fairly big number in one in last year, 2020, uh, the year before last. So he's, and he's a 70% solid free throw shooter. So he's not, he's not. He took 57 threes. He took less than one three a game in that year. Right, right. Um, so yep. that's not but he a... still shot, but he still shot 33%. <laughs> Always the optimist. <laughs> well, no, listen, Gerald, there's a there's a direct ratio in most cases between free throw shooting and your ability to shoot threes. And secondly, how many you shoot. You know, if, if Anthony Davis, for example, his number of threes went down dramatically this year and so obviously his shooting percentage went down too you lose confidence you don't get a chance to get any rhythm and so forth um so the the lakers basically will shoot better they they jumped from i think they were when they at the trade deadline we were averaging 10 and a half threes a game made threes that was last in the league by the time for the last 26 games after the trade deadline when we added some shooting we ended up improving dramatically. Then we ended up shooting, making 11.5 threes a game. And we raised our percentage from 30, 34% up to 35. Um, with luck, I think this year we can be up in about 36, 37%. Yeah. And that'll be a dramatically better. And that's without adding anybody for the 14th and 15th spots who are good three-point shooters. So we have dramatically improved our ability to shoot from distance. Um, there's very few, as a, as a matter of fact, if you look at it right now, there's nobody on the team who doesn't shoot threes. The worst is probably, obviously, probably Hayes and, and uh, Bando at this point in time. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it is Lakerholics Spotlight right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Lakers weekend, and hopefully you're having a great Lakers weekend, everyone. I just think at this point in time, you know, 
with with what Vando brings for you, may or may not bring for you. I think at least you got to start the season with him because his skill set is such that if you don't start him, you may not find minutes for him at all in the rotation. Uh, I do want to mention, though, before we head on out, the shooting percentage. It comes right back down to it. You talked about it before. LeBron, he needs to go back to the 35 36% shooter that he is at times during the course of his career, not the 30 to 32% three-point shooter. If he's going to take that many threes and getting him to stop taking threes is going to be absolutely. You know, I don't, you're, I don't you're, think you're, you're going to see that. Yeah, you're not. You're not. Yeah, Darvin Ham is not even going to approach that. Uh, Anthony Davis, though. But, I, but you know, I, th- I tell you, I, I think that LeBron – what LeBron always does is he looks back at the last year at what he needs to improve most on, and he focuses on the offseason on improving that area. I'll bet you that when we get to camp, we're going to find out that what he's really worked on is his three-point shot. Because that's, he wants, he, he wants to, he wants to continue to be effective. That's the simple, simplest and easiest way to do that is just to really hone in on that shot. And I think a lot of his problems last year on the shot were the health issues in the foot. Uh, actually, Zangerstein, no, that's not his only down year in his career as far as his his stats, unfortunately, from the three behind the three-point line. If you actually gauge and look at his career, his three-point shooting has fluctuated between 30 to 32% in years and also 36%. Uh, I mean, earlier in his career, you've seen like – for instance, a year his rookie year, twenty nine percent. His first years in the league were right around thirty two, in his third and fourth seasons. Uh, you also see later on in his career, like uh, in his age thirty one year, he was only thirty one percent behind the arc. Uh, he was thirty four percent with his first year in L A. He's he's gotten that up to thirty, almost thirty seven percent in his thirty age thirty six year. How's the volume? To, what's the volume look like over the years? How's it been? Well, it actually, it, it, it kept going up. It's now actually not this year, but his last, last year, the year before last was the biggest year for him volume wise. That's when he averaged eight a game last year. He averaged seven a game and 32% shooting. So again, it's all over the place, but if he can get a year like he was uh, in his, in like, mm-hmm. let's say the championship year, the championship year, uh, he was 35. The next year after that, the year yeah, that in, in the playoffs, he was even better than that. He was 30. He was, he was 36 and a half percent. If you could get that, I'm not asking for Miami, prime Miami, for him where he was 40. No, I'm projecting. I'm projecting LeBron at about 36 and 80 around 33. Yeah. Uh, so Zangerstein, his his shooting percentage is is more than likely. If you look at the odds, more than likely to be under 35 than over 35, but. If you could even get a 37% shooting year from him on seven or eight takes a game, then, the, uh, you know, I would be happy with that. But when it gets back to AD shooting, AD two years ago, 18% from behind the line. Last year, 25% from behind the line. You're still asking someone that's that's well under 30 to add, take What did he shoot from the free throw points. line? What did he shoot from the free throw line those years? What did he shoot? What did eighty shoot from the three point line those years? For the free, free throw, throw line, line. free throw line. He shot seventy one percent in the year he was eighteen percent from behind the line. Last year he had shot seventy eight percent when he was twenty five percent from the line. Mm-hmm. So that correlation between good free throw shooting AD and a three point shooting AD they they don't seem to correlate. His his career three point shooting tailed off 
uh, in the 2020-21 season because he's gone 26, 18, and 25. Uh, he did yeah, they really tailed off when he they really tailed off when his volume dramatically reduced it when he played center. Um, yeah, it has tailed off a little bit. Yes. From his height at 30 at taking three and a half a game, but I will say his free throw. You just don't, you just don't quit on a guy. You don't quit on a super. Every superstar is going to try to shoot more threes, not fewer threes. Uh, He's been shooting less free. He has been shooting less free uh, threes. He's only shooting about one, one and a half a game. I will say his free throw shooting. The 78% is a little misleading because he was struggling for most of the year from behind the free throw line until it got to the playoffs. He shot very well from the playoffs for the free throw line. So I will give him credit when we need it the most during the latter part of this. When the Lakers made the rise, he he started to make his, he and LeBron both started to make their free throws. And I'm hoping they'll carry that into this season. Now there is a definite correlation between if, if a guy is an 80% free throw shooter the chances are he is going to be a 35%, 36% three-point shooter. So he, AD has that in him, but it, it's just, it's also where you are and what are the opportunities. A lot of the shots, three-point shots that he took last year were shots that were bailout shots, basically, because he didn't have anything better and the clock was running out and he had to get rid of the ball. Um, the Lakers just, you know, you spend a good portion of the time trying to get the ball to the Joel Embiid's and the Anthony Davis's when they're in the low post. And um, it's so much more difficult. It's it's why LeBron has always wanted to play on offense, wants to play point guard or, or small forward because he wants to be out there where the ball is. He doesn't want to be one of those guys that's got to wait and make a great cut and beat his man and then hope that the guy's easy and hope he can get the ball to you. Um, he likes to be the guy with the ball who can control what's going on. So I think Anthony Davis wants to be more of that Blair. His dream is to play the three. That's his dream position. Not to play the five, but to play the three. So the compromise is let him play the four. Play the three sometimes on defense and so forth. Now, the one thing that has come back uh, much more so this past season than the season before was his mid-range shooting because his mid-range shooting he was well known for and that, you know, stats had him at above 40% for virtually his entire career. He, two, uh, two seasons ago, he went down to 31% and absolutely, looked absolutely miserable. But last year, 45% almost, that's actually really good from 10 to 15 feet. That's actually what, what you want to see out of him. If you can get that kind of year where he's really comfortable in the mid range, he doesn't need to go and stretch it out to the three. He just needs to be consistent from the mid range. Why not stretch game. it out? To, why not stretch it out to the three if he's capable because, of doing it? No, for any so player, far. for any player in the league, Gerald, he's that's, not capable that's, of doing it. That's the ridiculousness of your position. Any player in the league who can shoot a three will be a better player by integrating that three into his game. But he hasn't he doesn't even hit 25%, 26% in the past three seasons. How is he stretching it out to three if he can't make the shot? Forget hey. it, man. You you don't understand the game. How important a three-point shot is. You don't understand the game. You don't understand that. Spacing you just is wanted to chuck out. Do Let's you see what happens this year. Let's see what happens if the Lakers play two bigs or not. That'll answer your question as to whether I'm right or you're right. 
Well, no, I'm not trying to argue with you, Tom. I'm just trying to tell you common sense. If he's there just checking up three missing threes, how that's good like is that? saying one and one is five, and that's common sense. That's what your logic is Tom, like. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to make you mad. I'm just trying to tell you that you want AD shooting more threes. The statistics have him missing all those threes. How good is that for the Lakers if he's just chucking up? Wait and see. And let's see and see what happens. You're saying the Lakers are not going to start. You're going to. You're saying the Lakers are not going to start two bigs. I'm saying the Lakers are going to start two bigs. I'm not you're saying, saying, you're saying gonna the do. Lakers are not going to have Anthony Davis shoot threes, and I'm saying the Lakers are going to have him shoot threes. We'll see well, what happens. Probably, if that's what they want, if that's what makes him happy, ultimately they're they're going to do that. But then again, we're going to have a situation where LeBron he's chucking up threes and if he's not shooting some of them consistently we're going to have a situation there where ad's on the other side also missing a ton of threes is that what you want as far as them missing a ton of threes more even more threes than before i is think that we have to want? shoot more i think we have to shoot more and make more threes we need to make and take more threes and we and we've taken the steps to do that and we will you will see it in the numbers we will take and make more threes this year than last year well, make it, t- taking the threes is not the problem. The Lakers, although they're 27. They will make year. and make and take more threes than last uh, year. I certainly hope so. I said it before on this show in the past couple of weeks. They, If they got to above I will bet you some money then. I'll bet I'm you dinner. Gonna, uh, what, Next yeah, time I'm in Vegas, dinner. What's the Lakers the, will make and take more threes, both numbers. They'll well, they were 27. More make more. I'm not going to take that back because they were 27th in the league in three-point uh, efficiency last year. That's not far to go, but that's not far down to go. They, if they move even to the top 15, as I just told you, that okay, would be how about uh, okay, okay, how about we'll start with two bigs versus not two bigs? That's up to the team. Anthony Davis will start at far forward. Dinner in Vegas. I'm not even – again, that's up to the team. I just say <laughs> – what I say is what's best for the team that I see – so, again, if he wants to play power forward, he's going to get his wish. The thing is, though, if you want LeBron at the three, that's going to be a problem for the team on the defensive end. That's minor all problem. I'm saying. I'm not trying to get you mad, Tom. I'm minor not trying to problem. get you. Okay. It's a minor problem. Okay. So, you want also uh, AD with his sparkling No, what gets me mad? No, what got me mad, Gerald, is, is, is the ludicrousness of making a statement that a guy who can shoot 80% from the line and shoot 45% from long through long twos should not take threes. Well, the statistics don't bear out the past three seasons. The past three seasons. You got you want a guy that shoots. There are the reasons three. for that. Two of those last two seasons were because he was not taking in very many shots because he was playing center and he didn't have any opportunities to play out behind the three-point. So, so how you know. So okay, yeah, so let me ask you this: a dramatic reduction in the number of shot attempts, and he has a an off a far season. So you're asking. So let me ask you this: uh, three seasons ago, which was the season after they won the championship, he shot his second most threes of his career at three a game, and he only shot twenty six percent. So you're asking me to go ahead and ask him to do more? No, but I sure don't take. A, I sure don't take a guy who shot thirty eight percent in the playoffs the year before, to win the NBA championship. And he shoots just 26%. And I'm going to tell him, don't you take any threes. That would be the stupidest, dumbest, most ridiculous coaching decision ever made. Uh, again, uh, it's all about appeasing it just totally. It totally escapes any logical player development, 
intelligence that somebody could have. That's not true, Tom. Statistics bear out. Again, Jesus. the statistics bear itself out. So bet a dinner, Gerald. Come on, be a gambler, man. No, the Lakers were 27th in three-point efficiency last year. They don't bet have very high. He'll start at power forward. I'll bet he'll you start a dinner. A power he'll start at power forward. You take center. Uh, okay, fine. For to he for for there, we'll just go ahead. And that I think he'll start at center. I okay. again, I'm not in the I'm not in the coaching staff. If he and if he really wants to bark about playing center, about playing power forward, he'll get his wish. But I'll say he starts at center. I just say by the again, LeBron James being LeBron James at his age, being LeBron James, he's also got some pull, and he may not want to go mm-hmm. ahead and play three, and may not want to go ahead and chase around after wings. And again, if Vando starts, he has to play the five. It's just that simple. But, you know, Vando's AD, not going to start. Okay. Want another dinner on that one? No, I'm not going to say again. That's <laughs> up to the coaching staff. We'll go ahead and leave it. Well, no, but, we're talking about predictions. Yeah, we're not talking about we're talking about what's going to happen. But calling me not stupid. why it's going to happen or who's going to make it happen. Why it's going to happen. But calling me stupid and saying I'm stupid just when the statistics are right there in black and white and bold, you're having a guy no, that's average. What is what is stupid is for anybody to to take a guy who was 38% from 3 in the championship season the year before and turn around and say that you're not, you don't want him to shoot any more threes. 23% from behind the three-point line <laughs> yeah. the past three Never mind, seasons. Gerald. Okay, fine. I don't mean to call you stupid, but that idea is definitely okay. needs well, a lot of work. Well, uh, it needs a lot of work in your head to realize that if, you, if it was a guard, okay, if it was a guard that shot poorly, from, let's say Cam Reddish. Let's say Cam Reddish, who has not shot well from behind the three-point arc. Do you want him shooting more threes? Yes. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> That's because I understand that three-point shots, you, first off, you can't. It's, it's what, Tom, I, told, you know what, what Tom, I tell all the kids I coach. If you don't shoot them, you can't make them. You know, Tom, that's right. Again, I am speaking to the guy who told me in one of the first shows that we did, he is a gunner. He was always a gunner back I when never, he was playing I never saw a shot I didn't like. I, there you go. We'll see. There, that, that's, I, that's listen, the I never right said there. that I wasn't prejudiced toward the Lakers on every trade I, or that I want three and That's why we shooters. love you here on the show. That's I, why we know. love having you here on the show. That's I want guys who are going to going to kill on defense and, and, and have a – Kobe-esque approach for offense. Again, I was not trying to push your buttons. Well, I, maybe I was since I'm the de facto James. Come on, of course you're trying game. to push my buttons. That, I, that's, that's all right. you ever I, do. <laughs> well, I'm the JB Sweet for this week, so there you go. But I'm hey, at least I'm not saying you're a Mavs fan. So there you go. Oh yeah, that one. I can't <laughs> believe that one, man. That well, yeah. When Joe called me the Clippers fan last year, I was like, "That that that, that one gets." When you're not, when you're a Lakers fan, devoting hours of your day to the Lakers, and you're being called a yeah. fan of someone else, that I think is a low blow. But uh, I agree. listen, a lot of this, a lot of this is just all of us reading between the lines, you know. And what are you looking for when you read between the lines? Makes a lot of difference when you read between the lines. You, you and I are not reading the same stuff, Gerald. I'm just bearing out the statistics. The stuff you see between the lines is different from what I see between the lines. When I look Ulti- between the lines, ultimately- I'm looking at the interesting stuff. Like, gee, did 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 AD say, "I want to play the four, or I'm not going to sign an extension"? You know, I mean, that could happen. You know, 
I'm just gonna say, happens, I'm just gonna say, Tom. I think it Tom, happens. It, it makes a great story. Tom, um, it's a players' league, <laughs> and ultimately, what he wants to do, and what he forces the organization to do, he's going to do. If he says, and the Lakers have either decided that they better do that in order to keep him happy, or that that's a smart way to get on his good side, or that they think that that is the best way to win. I mean, Sean Zangerstein, uh, you know, everybody out there, Darren, I'm I'm just, and Blue Magic, uh, PMC, everybody out there. I'm just going to say if, if Darvin Ham, you know, if he walks up to Darvin Ham and says he wants to take more threes, it doesn't matter if he shoots at the 23%, he's going to shoot more threes. I, I can't argue with that. Again, it's a player's league and he's going to do whatever common sense be damned if he wants to go ahead and play the four and he's going to force his way in there of course he wants to play the four and he wants to shoot three shoot threes he's going to do that i'm not going to disagree with you there because ultimately it is a play. wouldn't you want to do that i don't want him shooting threes if he isn't going to shoot a 23 i don't want him shooting every threes. basketball player who's listening to this podcast if you were anthony davis what position would you want to play but the thing is, you got LeBron, and you've also got the fact, and again, it's a player's league. If he wants to do it, if he wants to do it adamantly enough, and LeBron is willing to go ahead still and chase around threes, you know, for at least the first part of the game before obviously substitutions and whatnot, that's fine. Okay, ultimately, I'm not going to, not so hard and definitive on my position that I don't think that's a possibility. Again, it's a player's league, so they'll go ahead and demand what they want if they want to, and and they'll get ultimately what they want. But, I don't think he's demanding it. Uh, again, if he isn't, we don't know behind the scenes. If he, right. and, I, and I just think right now, I, mean, I think I think he still feels the same way that that's the position he would prefer to play, and he'd prefer to play with another big man. And I think the Lakers, knowing that LeBron's career is ending, and the next the next half a decade basically really probably belongs to Anthony Davis that they're they're going to do what they can to make sure that he's happy. Well, he's the main reason that yeah he's he's what's going to hold the team together along with this great young roster that Rob has put together. Um, we're going to make a transition that is going to be a far cry from the Kobe Bryant transition when LeBron and James retired. Well, him and LeBron have to play 65 games this season. None of them, no, neither of them have reached that level as of yet. No, they don't. They play 64 and it'd be okay. Maybe 60. 60. Maybe 55 even, you know. It just depends when the games are, Gerald. <laughs> we, seriously, Tom, we can't have LeBron playing 45, 56, 55 games like he has in the past three seasons and then AD playing 40 and 30 no you can't have uh, both of them but let's say let's say that you had 80 play 75 games and lebron play 40. i think you could still win if lebron well, is still healthy by the end of the year i mean ad it's it's has, all it's all timing it's all timing you know i and just the, i mean i hope so because ad has not played more than 62 games in six seasons so right. th that's of great concern to me and then with ad with, with LeBron, you know, I, I, I can't help him but ready for the playoffs is more concerned for me along LeBron. You know, I I just love to see them play him, hold him. To, why don't they just set a 30-minute limit on him, you know? Well, you and we I both want to see. now that it's ridiculous not to do that. Joe has mentioned that as well. I mean, everybody's mentioned that. We, Yeah. But then again, if LeBron – I feel like the, the, the Lakers 
well, no, I can't complain about the direction the Lakers have gone considering how the Yankees are doing. Um, but if LeBron came to Darvin Ham and said, I want to play more minutes, guess what happens? He plays more minutes. Yeah. Despite his, what, he may be involved in the game and say, I yeah. need to play the next extra five minutes here or extra five minutes there. He's going to play but it, you know, but it but might but not but be the best Wait, wait, wait. There, but, there, but there is a way. See, because we saw all of this conflict late last year with AD as to whether he was going to play in those games, you know, and then they were saying, no, you're not going to play in back-to-backs and so forth. So there is, I think, the ability within the framework of the team and the power of the superstars, there is a way for the Lakers to basically announce at the start of the season if they wanted to that, and, and explain it just like this, that we're going to set a general time limit of 30 minutes per game on LeBron and AD. Now, that doesn't mean we can't change that on any particular game when we want to win that game or if it's a close game or something like that. And they'll tell you. They'll tell the and, and, you know, we're, we're, we just want to – we're just in general going to be careful about their minutes and and then also to back-to-backs and so forth. It just depends on how competitive that game is and how important it is and where we are in the standings. But we want to, we want to conserve and preserve our superstars' health and willingness and ability to play late in the season. It's smart move, I think. Well, I say Whether the uh, NBA comes back and says, "Oh, you can't do that," you know, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, they're fighting that whole thing, and but yet nothing, nothing came in the new, in the new CBA that really solved that whole dilemma of, you know, fans going to this game and LeBron not showing up, you know, um, or AD not showing up, or Booker not showing up, or Durant not showing up. I mean. There's an amazing, everybody talks about 80 missing all these games. And the one tweet that just jumps out at me where there's a tweet where he played more games since the championship series, since the, since the 2020 championship, then Durant did Booker did uh, Clay did Steph did Luca did. I mean, it was, there's like a list of seven or eight top 10 players who didn't even play as many minutes as supposedly street clothes. Anthony Davis played. Uh, been a great discussion. Tom has only called me stupid several times, which is uh, absolutely so great I'm to have that guy. You stupid, Gerald, not you. <laughs> I know I that, makes, at, that makes it so much stats. Doesn't that make it so much cleaner? I go by I go by the stats, Tom. The stats. Your ideas are your your. It's your ideas that are stupid, Gerald. That's okay. Well, again, I tried to go ahead and be a little bit antagonistic, like because I knew you would miss Jamie's sweet, so I thought I'd just go ahead and and go. But I didn't want to get you that mad. I wanted to make sure you leave. That's a nice conversation Mm -hmm. that you'll be able to have a good weekend. I I wish you and the wife a fantastic weekend. Uh, I hope you guys. uh, Really have fun up there in Northern California. Some good weather hopefully has happened up there for you. But uh, before I head out, I wanted to go ahead and mention in the, just uh, after the game, the Team USA game, Sean's going to be on the air. I'm hoping we can find somebody to hang out with him. Hoping that Joe or anybody else can go ahead and hang out with him right there for the Team USA post game because they're playing against Slovenia here. What time is the game? What time? Twelve thirty. Twelve thirty on FS1. So tomorrow is twelve thirty against Spain on Fox. So it's FS1 today, Fox tomorrow. So, yes. Um, Zangerstein says, remember in 2019-2020, Lakers AD was awful in his threes and mid-range in the regular season, then came playoffs. He was lights out because AD had the confidence in the year-round repetitions. He also had quite a few months off, Z. Uh, He had like four months off to work on this game. So 
that's kind of also your there. Hey, well, how, how much time has you had off this summer, Gerald? Uh, what, three, two and a half, three? Maybe he's been working months. out. I, I know he's been working out. Well, he's been boxing. That's the only thing I've seen. Yeah. So, I mean, so hopefully he's been putting up shots. And again, I'm hoping that he'll, he'll, uh, you know, revert to a much better shooter than he has been in the past three seasons. If that's the case, well, it's all the I better. don't see Anthony Davis finishing his career as a low post center who doesn't shoot threes and long twos. Oh, yeah, it's up. It's up to you know. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I didn't say it was going to happen. It's player empowerment. He'll be, he'll do what he wants, and he'll go ahead and tell the coach he's the highest play player on the team. He'll do what he wants ultimately. So I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm just saying what's the best course for the team. But from, I didn't say from everything you can read, the Lakers have basically said that's we're going to play. That's how we're going to play. Okay. Two weeks. So we'll see what All happens. Right. We'll see what happens indeed, but it is Lakerholic Spotlight. Great to have Laker Tom here. Please, I highly recommend you going ahead and checking out his articles and following him on Twitter. I won't say X, but Twitter. Uh, it is at Laker Tom. Yeah, Elon Musk, man. I tell you, if I had a if I had a Tesla, I think I'd send that sucker back. Yeah, you and I both. My wife uh, asked that the other day, and I'm like, no, I ain't buying a Tesla. I would like to buy an EV, but I don't want to buy a Tesla. That's for sure. Yeah, but I, now they're giving away the prices are dropping so it's getting harder and harder to say no because the prices are dropping so bad because everybody doesn't want a you know and, and, and it's such a shame you know in, in a lot of ways i've been spending a great deal of my energy over the last year on twitter simply because it's 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 a lot easier to you know to to get a hundred thousand hits on an article and and and, and a tweet and and get you know, than it is in a lot of the other arenas. Um, Twitter is very strong for the, for the Laker universe. Um, and it's, it just amazes me how, how uh, that hasn't, you know, the way that it, it just Elon Musk's sort of entrepreneurial initiatives, uh, his, his ability to hunch out what's going to be important is just combined with an amazing ability to to poorly market, you know, something. And the, what he's done to Twitter is just horrible. Um, I've tried the uh, the meta version of Twitter, and I don't know. Maybe this is going to be a threads. big change. Yeah, threads. We'll, we'll uh, see what happens. Yeah. I was looking at I was looking at a uh, Tesla the other day, and I realized they have no back bumpers. That's kind of scary to me if they take it. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, there's no front bumper either, too. And it yeah, reminds, me of, reminds me of my 9-11 days where, you know, you either you either can't drive fast or you better got to get a bra for your car in order to keep the rocks from, you know, doing dents all the front of the car. Well, definitely we'll see what happens here. But follow Laker Tom on Twitter slash X slash whatever it is going to be next week. <laughs> Right there at Laker Tom. He's also at Laker Tom on Threads. Uh, again, Z, I know you want everybody in the world to take uh, the lineup to take more threes in the Lakers lineup. Uh, I just want them to be more efficient. If they get to place where they're in the top fifteen, that would be incredible. That's that. Well, just remember, just remember, Gerald, fifty percent from two is not bad, right? 33% from three is the same as 50% from two. But what you don't, what you don't, we were forgetting is that how do they start the season? 
30% was a mountain for them when they were shooting 20% as a team. Their first. Yeah, but the, we made. And they were two and 10. True, but. Well, we'll talk next Saturday about my article that I'm in the middle of writing. Which that is, sounds good. All right. But please. It's, it's basically about the three-point shooting and whether we've done enough. Uh, yeah, to, and to, I still have questions on that. But even if yeah. it's incremental, even if it's incremental. incremental. Well, we've, we've started. We Basically, the article, and I've, I've got a, some really great graphs and stats to show it. Um, we really made great progress for the last 26 games in our our number of threes that we made the number of threes that we attempted and the percentage we shot was dramatically better we jumped up to for example under made threes from 30th in the league to 19th in the league for the last 26 games um again if they can sustain that uh, yeah. you know get it like i said if and, and we added and, and we did add some firepower over the summer that hopefully you know can can add incrementally they were incrementally better shooters than what we got rid of so i'm hoping again mm -hmm. that we can incrementally get better if you just look at the statistics if even if we get into the top 20 i think that's a market well i actually I, my actual prediction is that we can we can break into the top 10 but that's without losing the things that have gotten us that got us no, into the, the with the current roster, not counting not counting wood or any well, other. We still difference. have to remain an up tempo team. We still have to get to the free throw line. A still time. Got to play still... defense. That's all of those things still got to be done. Yeah, still got to be done. All yeah, we're talking good. about though is all of a sudden instead of having a negative three point shooting differential, I think that we can actually end up having a positive three-point differential, meaning we score more from the three-point line than we allow. I think that's possible this year. We'll see what happened. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Definitely, indeed. But once again, it is Laker Tom. Please go ahead and support him today by stopping by Lakerholics.com. Be part of that community. They have a great nice little close-knit community that you can also be part of where they go back and forth. They share ideas. You can also see the comments that Laker Tom and Jamie is in love. They send each other on a weekly basis. Join right in the food fights if you want. Yes. Uh, I don't think it'll get as nasty as everybody no, was we hoping. We don't really have food fights there. Yeah. You did once, not too long ago. You had a pretty nasty food fight there. So. Well. Let's sometimes, hope it never gets to that point. Meatloaf's got to fly, man. Despite what everybody in the chat wants, let's hope it never gets that nasty again. So please go ahead and join the conversation. Share your thoughts at Lakerholics.com. It is truly appreciated. Sean said, if Laker Tom is right, then we're in for a great season. Let's hope we are. I think we are as well. I think we're going to be in for a very good season. Again, I just hope, that, again, that the Lakers can improve incrementally. Because if they, if they make two three or four more three-pointers or game on the same amount of takes or more takes that they make that they go ahead and attempt that's so much more efficient that's so many more points plus if they can keep the pace and the free throws and the defense that they had that got them into the playoffs in the first place then there you go absolutely zanger science says i trust reese roy three-point shooting by the way and prince's money on the corner threes yes if he stays on the corner threes but reason why he shot only 37 percent is because he stopped he didn't shoot as many corner threes he didn't stay in the corner he started shooting threes other places so he needs to stay in the corner and shoot those threes there but then again can he play good enough defense still at his uh he's 29 so he still is somewhat in his prime so hopefully he can go ahead and be a great part of the player on the team 
Yeah, that's but thing is though, why did Minnesota let him go out of that ten million dollar contract? That still is kind of bothers me that they didn't see enough value on him to go ahead and yeah, Sean, you're right. Uh, I said it on the I said it on the the Torian Prince uh, profile we did a couple of weeks ago. His defensive rating has gone in the toilet. All these guys that we got in, their defensive rating is at the lowest or near the lowest they've been. So hopefully they can get that back up under Darvin Ham. So that's what I'm hoping. So there you go. So once again, Laker Tom, please support him at Laker Tom on threads and Twitter. And also as well, Laker Tom at Lakerholics.com. Zagerstein says, I want D'Lo and Reeves to attack the basket more too. Rim pressure is still the key. Relying on threes is meh. <laughs> well, we'll see. That's the game that's out there. And I know we're going to be relying a lot on threes. Let's hope they're a little bit more efficient and deep. But they should rely a lot more on the transition and free throws because that's what got it done for them last well, season. Well, what, what got it done for them in the playoffs was points in the paint and made free throws. Again, transition, points in the paint. That's what. That's where it comes from. Yep. That's what it yeah, Hopefully we'll continue indeed. But once again, it is Lakers Tom. Please support Laker Tom today at Lakerholics.com. Well, a great discussion. Thanks, Jamie. I'm sorry, Gerald. Yes, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll grow my hair out and start to play the guitar. There you go. But hopefully he's very doing very well with the family this weekend. Uh, hopefully he's having a great time camping. Darren says, Laker Tom, I respect your opinion. And between Gerald Zangerstein and me, the big D is apparent that you felt you needed to defend your position. Absolutely. And again, Laker Tom is always here available to come here to go ahead and express his opinion. We wouldn't have it any other way. We don't want everybody. We don't want a show that agrees. Everybody agrees with each other. That's a boring show. We want shows. Want where we I don't want everybody to agree with me. Yeah, that would be <laughs> just just check out Laker Times Gerald. <laughs> exactly, that would be boring indeed. It'd be, so a, it'd be a one hell of a Lakers world, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, there's other Lakers shows. I'll let them all agree with each other. Here, we share our opinions, and that's what's best about us. So, thanks so much to everybody out there. We truly appreciate it. We're hoping you're going to have yourselves an awesome weekend. Remember, Sean Grice is going to be here later today. Hopefully, we can get someone to hang with them for the post game for Team USA. And we'll be back for more right here on Lakers Weekend and the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>